2: Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan.
3: You let this get out of control.
2: Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. On today's show, myself and Simon were joined by former Everton centre-back Alan Stubbs to react to the sacking of Frank Lampard and ask if Marcello Bielsa would be the correct next appointment. Steve, the Everton fan, gave an impassioned plea for the fan base to remain positive and also asked Simon if he'd consider an official position working at the club. A lot going on in the world of football, especially off the pitch right now. And of course, much uh, of the attention focused on Everton. A great club, a proud club, but a club somewhat in turmoil, looking at staving off relegation if they can from the top flight to the championship. Uh, They're in a dogfight there and they're in a mess off the field, it would seem. Frank Lampard sacked yesterday by Farhad Mashiri. He made the call to Lampard. Lampard went and now all the pointers are that Mishiri and the rest are decided that um, it is Marcello Bielsa, once of Leeds United, Um, he's the man that they want to reel in. It would seem to be the next manager, whether it's a short-term contract or not remains to be seen. Uh, Former Evertonian Alan Stubbs, this man uh, was uh, a proud defender uh, when he played at Everton, uh, once of Celtic, once of Everton. But Alan's had a lot to say about the situation at Everton, so much so, more recently, he got a bit personal with Farhad Mashiri and called him a basket case. Alan Stubbs joins us live. Alan, good morning. Um, I, I take it you don't take one word back, do you? No. Listen, listen, Jim, I think when, you,
4: when you're talking about a club, that means so much. Sometimes, you know, your emotions come to the fore. And, and I don't regret any words because you only have to look at everything that's going on at the club. And... Probably the way I described it was probably being kind, you know, so it, it, it's a mess. It, it really is a mess. And, you know, well obviously we're going to we're going to chat about, you know, certain aspects of it right now. But Mr. Mashiri I kind of fault him one bit in terms of putting his money in and, and what he's tried to do. But it, it's drastically gone wrong. And one of the reasons he, he has to first and foremost look at his own front door and he is a, a major part of what happens. You know, and then you can you can start to dissect other areas of the club. He he's either had too much influence or he's not allowed them to do what he. what and, and if he has allowed them to do what they done, then they've drastically failed as well.
2: Yeah. Are you are you behind the side of the board protests, Alan? And you think those protests should be ongoing? I do. I do because we we
4: seen the first of the changes yesterday. There has to be more. There's got to be we, we can't carry on the way we've been going. The crazy policy, I don't actually think he had a policy, the crazy way he's gone about spending his money from the first day, we are dealing with the repercussions of that right now in terms of financial fair play.
2: I think um, you, were, you were nodding there to what Alan was saying, yeah. the crazy way you, well, Alan described it. I mean, it, yeah. Morning, Simon. Morning, Alan. Um, and, you know, the profic-
3: the profligacy is there to be seen, and the, some of the transfers that have gone on when you're paying £50 million pounds for people like Geoffrey Sigerson and you're getting your pants pulled down, you can look at some of the relationships there. You can look at maybe Keir Dureption's got too much influence inside this football club, and people are making decisions based upon what Keir thinks is best for it. And you can look at Mishiri. There's no doubt that Mishiri, Alan and I, are aligned in the thinking that mashiri is the culprit. If we want to be in the blame game, because that's the game we're in right now, attribution of responsibility, then mashiri has to be the person that we point at. I think it's silly, and I think Alan's being a bit silly about the board because if you understand the, the, the dynamics of a football club, especially a benefactor-driven football club, where it's not being funded by its own income, you will well know that the guy that makes the decisions is the guy that has the money. And the board will chip in with their two pennies, and they can resign if they want to and walk away, but that means they're giving up their livelihoods. And most people in different professions don't just give up their livelihoods on the point of principle. It's the guy at the top. If you want to have a go at somebody, it has to be Machiri. The guys that are on the board, whether it's Graham Sharp, who Alan will know well, whether it's Mm. Bill Kenwright, who I like, but I don't think Bill's beyond blame, or whether it's Denise... It's Mishiri. Yeah, It's Mishiri's decision-making process that
2: needs to be held I mean, to scrutiny. Simon, there Alan mentioned Graham Sharp. Gra- yeah. Graham Sharp's coming for a lot of stick as well. There were placards about him uh, mm. at the London Stadium at West Ham on on Saturday. And yet Sharp's an Everton legend from the playing side of things. Jim, that'll never
4: change. You know, I, I grew up, obviously, of an Everton fan. And Sharp was, was one of my heroes growing up. You know, and he and he still is... You know, and, and, and Graham's in a very, very difficult position because, you know, yes, and I agree with what Simon's saying there, and yourself, you know, he's obviously in, in, in employment, so he can't come out the way the fans would like him to, to disregard the board in terms of say. and I don't think Graham probably has much say in the matters. He's been brought onto the board in terms of a football opinion, but the owner went above that football opinion and brought Tim Cahill in the discussions on the, on, on, on the Frank Lampard interview. You know, so that is total disregard again, which obviously goes back to, to the owner doing what he wants to do. Simon, I would ask you the question, you know, you've been of obviously a previous owner yourself. Yeah. And when, when you look at the bigger picture here at Everton, I'm pretty sure like, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't accept the people there now carrying on doing the job what they've been doing?
3: Well, again, I go. Who are you talking about? You're talking about the board. You're talking about the managers. Yeah, you're talking about, about the players. The what
4: are you talking about? But, well, we can't do anything about the, about the, about the players because they're all on long-term contracts. Yeah, well, you, you, can. So you can. You can you, you, you can get
3: them out the door. You can pay them up. You can get rid of them. You can cut you, you can cut your nose well, off despite your face um, and get yourself well, out of the problems you've got you by had, getting
4: proper people in the building. We had a player with St. Torsen who was there, and he was just happy to sit there on the bench. Yeah, no, they put him out in loan so at Palace. I saw him. Yeah. You know, even though we'd like to get rid of players. You know, in this day and age, it's very difficult, you know, to to do that when they've got a contract in front. Yeah, of Yeah, it
3: is. But of you, as you as I both know, if you want to do certain things, you can do them, and then players will get will accept getting paid up if there's a deal for them that enables them to be freed up. If you want to clear some dead wood out of the building, but if you look down the line of things, the only some of these managers that he's brought in, there would be a, would have been little resistance to the thinking behind it. Silver was mm. a fly, and now Silver's found his feet, found his head, and is now becoming a proper manager at Fulham. But at the time, yeah. I didn't like his conduct. But I could recognise the fact that he was a manager that had some potential. You look at a lot of these appointments that he's made, they're not necessarily prima facie appointments that people would have been screaming at him for. With the exception, the one that stands out from everything that makes makes, makes me think that he's completely clueless is Benitez. Because nobody in their right mind, in any shape or form, would bring Benitez into a football club where he's managed across the city and he is also probably one of the most divisive figures in football that will hold you out to dry as soon as he possibly can. But Alan, going to going to your point about changing the board, you're not listening to me. The board are bleeding academic. It's academic. They haven't got any power. They haven't got any authority. They, they are put into positions but they're di- divested of any authority because they don't control the dough. He does. yeah. So yeah. he's the person that people need to be focusing on. And I don't think it's particularly clever, Alan, that you throw your hat in with the fans. Because what it does is it, it ramps up the narrative and the emotivity. There isn't a queue of people to buy this football club. You might like to think there is, but there isn't. So when you start saying about sack the ball, get these people out, and then do what? Who's going to pay the bills? You throw Mishiri out the door, what are you going to do then in the real world? Not the world that you guys live in where you can shout and bellow at people and haven't got to pick up the bills. The real yeah. world where someone's got to step in
2: and bridge the gap. Is that fair,
4: Alan? No, sir, I, I get what I get that. So, so we just have to keep on accepting mediocrity in the terms of the decisions with the managers. I know you're saying it's one person. So, what, so what, 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 why are they there then? If the, if the owner totally disregards any opinion that they have, No, I agree with that too because
3: you're on this balancing line between airing your views and turning it into toxicity. Toxicity is going to get nobody anywhere. Ultimately, you've got to have a right as football fans because you're emotionally invested in something that's far more important than an owner that passes through. And I can say that as an owner that passed through, albeit that I supported the football club that I owned. Mishiri doesn't support Everton. He went in there because of whatever. And whoever's money is, whether it's Usmanov's money or his money or whatever else is going on behind the scenes, he's there for a reason. So people have got to be realistic about what he's doing. But the bottom line is, what is the benefit? What is the benefit of this toxicity? What is the benefit of vilifying Bill Kenwright from dawn till dusk? What is the benefit of putting Denise Baxendale into uh, uncomfortable situations, albeit slightly exaggerated from what I understand? What does that achieve? um, Everyone knows the view. This team has got to get out of this relegation battle and the players can't be given any more excuses to hide behind toxicity that gives them an excuse because it's them that's not doing their jobs.
4: I totally agree, Simon, in terms of the players players have to carry the same responsibility as... The manager and as the people above but you're you're trying to say that no one else is interested in buying everton football club in terms of at the price what the owner might want I, i'm saying, saying
3: there's not a queue alan they might no, there no, may no, well be people think they can nick it oh you'll find those yeah. all day every day you can find people that come along and try and nick a football club you can find tire kickers like peter kenyon that'll rock up and try and crowdfund something with everyone else's money but if you want a proper fellow in there that's going to bankroll your football club they're few and far between well, we, we haven't got a proper fella in there now, Simon. Now, you've got a proper fella in there with a doe, whoever's doe it is, who's probably slightly run out of it now. Well, yeah,
4: that's another question. That's
3: another question. Yeah, I yeah, know it is. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that there does need to be some balance between venting your spleens and saying we need to kick this football
2: so, club on a, on a slightly decent axis. So, Alan, bringing it up to date, yeah. if it's if it's Bielsa, do you back that, do you back that decision?
4: I, 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 listen, we just need someone in to try and if we possibly can. Do you yeah, think Bielsa
3: yeah, though, Alan? Did, because he, I'm slightly worried about his ability to communicate. He normally likes time to build with the players during the pre-season. he ain't got no time. He's got to get them well, Simon, in their boots we've, now.
4: We've, we've had an owner that, that doesn't communicate with his board. So I what know that. So in terms of communication, that's the one thing that this football club hasn't done.
2: So Great. Alan, if it true, came down to true. Bielsa or Deitch, in what direction would you go? I would, have, I would probably have to go with Bielsa.
4: I, I think right now, having another divisive character... It's not it's not going to be the end of the world for Everton because we've already got one, you know. As the, as the owner, you know, first and foremost. And I I, I listen. I respect Simon. Like I actually think he speaks a lot of sense. You know, some people might not, but I actually think he's got a, a great opinion and he backs it up. He's a clever guy. But Simon, I I am I'm also I'm, I'm not going to stop in terms of venting my words of, of whatever in terms of this football club because it means a lot to me. You you obviously have a, a narrative from your bigger picture where you look at it, and you're obviously you're a bright guy. But you know, I in my opinion don't think these people are the right people. I just think the, the balance board.
3: is. I mean, if you look across the boards, I promise you, Alan, if you look across the boards in the Premier League and look at them honestly and objectively, and not in the emotion of trying to compare and contrast what's happening with yours, you'll see mm-hmm. that most boardrooms are full of stocking fillers it's the guy at the top that makes the decisions. There are very few people. People have made this big thing about Marina at Chelsea. Please give me a break. People make these things about people giving mythologies around sporting directors that are top draw. They're all the new breed. Most of the people inside boardrooms are relatively average. And because your team is failing on the pitch right now, it's amplifying
2: how average the boardroom looks. But just to re-emphasise, Alan, and just before you go, you would Mm -hmm. still back the fans to protest at this time while is trying to get Bielsa or whoever?
4: I would, yeah. I would because I think there needs to be changed from top to bottom.
2: Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Understood. the pursuit of Marcello Bielsa has now begun Mashiri said to be in London last night I had a look around for him but he wasn't about I couldn't see him in the normal places but with Premier League safety now the number one priority is it time for Everton fans to shelve the board protests so you heard the exchange there with Simon and former Everton defender Alan Stubbs Alan Stubbs says no the fans should still protest, and I'd back them as well. So, what should happen next? Stuart's an Everton fan, one of the first to come through. O three seven one seven double two double three double four. Stuart, good morning. Do you back Machiri's pursuit of Bielsa?
1: Not, not particularly. But what do we do? And last time I was on, Simon couldn't get a word in edgeways. I want to put it to Simon. Say you were the owner now. I know it's probably not going to happen. This is my heart ruling my head. What about Big Don't taking it until May? You know, I know it's probably going to be Bielsa. What would you do, Simon? Because this is beyond the joke. Now, this is absolutely it's beyond the joke. We're a laughing stock. We're an absolute laughing stock.
3: Um, I mean, I like Duncan Ferguson, but I don't think he's got the ability to do anything more than get the team going for a few games because he'll put the, the, you know, the tub thumping, chest whacking. I understand that's what you want, but you've still got 18 games to go and you're going to need a little bit more than just that. I think he should be back in the mix. Absolutely, And part of that, uh, you know, that potential reshuffle that brings something back, that indexes the fans back to the team, the team getting some balls behind them and a manager utilising some resources that will be good for the club. But I don't... I've had this conversation with some very well-heeled Everton fans that are big mates of mine that get most upset with me when I say Duncan Ferguson isn't the answer in previous situations. But I think guarantees you'd go down. Go down with some pride, you'd be able to whack your chests, but you'd go down with Duncan.
1: I can go out, you know. I can go out this in a myriad of ways. Like mm. you know, we have, we took nine thousand to United. You know that will never change. But there's people spending thousands a year, and you know it's gone beyond. It's gone beyond the peril now. Um, me personally, if it's my head ruling my heart, I'd go with Dice, But it does look like we're going to get the Else. But maybe we do need that disciplinarian, and that's no disrespect to Frank. He's done what he could do. Um, I just don't think maybe he was soft. He didn't have the the toolkit, Stuart.
3: He didn't have the knowledge, he didn't have the depth of experience and I said it from the day he walked in there. If you put Deitch in there, not because I like Sean but I think Sean is a disciplinarian. There's a couple of Burnley players in him he knows quite well in Dwight McNeil and James Tarkowski that he can get their minds focused on their jobs because I thought Tarkowski was appalling on Saturday and Dwight McNeil has been absolutely and completely absent since you signed him. So whilst I'm not suggesting they're the only two that can save the football club, he has got that mentality. Now whether he wants a job where potentially they might do him a favour and offer him six month contract is a different discussion but the way the landscape seems to be leaning towards it seems to be bielsa because bielsa's sexy now it does sexy get you out of the current climate that you're in which is needing to have a bit of backbone and fight your way out of this because you've got good enough players to punch too hard but you need some backbone don't you
1: here's another way of looking at it as well from the points aspect we're only two three points off you know getting out the relegation zone but i know we've got arsenal next and liverpool but let's just have a bit of you know, hindsight here for a minute. It's yeah. not as if we're five, six, seven, eight points away. I know it could be very bad in the next couple of games. What, does, what do you think, Jim? Where do we go? I know you have good pals with Mashiri and he's getting loads of stick, you know, rightly so. But Jim, what do you think? Who, who can we go for? Because this is beyond the joke now.
2: Well, I mean, I can understand. I can hear the the anxiety in your voice, Stuart, but they're going about it the way they think is the right way to go about it. Uh, And as far as I gather, he's in pursuit of Bielsa. You get Bielsa, you'll get a change. The players all of a sudden will have to deliver. It would seem, ask any player at Leeds United what he's like. And uh, you might see a change of mood in the player because that is what the sacking of Lampard was all about to get a spring in the step, to get new manager bounce. We'll see you, Stuart. Listen, thanks for the call. Colin, big Evertonian. What do you want to say, Colin? Keep it brief. Yeah, boys. um,
5: Just a quick one. Simon, I love what you said this morning. You should be part of the Everton FC. Why can't you get yourself involved in our board and bring our club back to normal normality, because we're going down, we're finished. If we go down, we will knock come up. We've got a brand new staging that's beautiful. What Alan Stone said is the same. We need backing up.
3: There you go. You need change, you yeah. need effective change, and whether that involves somebody coming in and slightly living up the board a little bit to be a bit more effective, I don't disagree with. But Mashiri is the challenge and the problem because he's the money, he's the, he's the solution and the problem all wrapped in the same bundle. also worries me for you guys because Bielsa would have got Leeds relegated. I don't care about Leeds fans' hero worship of him. You have to live in the here and now. And I'm a huge fan of Everton Football Club. I've always admired them as a football club. I've done business with you in the past where I sold players to you and always enjoyed the rapport. But this situation isn't beyond rectification if you can get a proper guy in the door, that forget what's happening in the ballroom for the time being. Forget that. You can deal with that another time. You need to keep this team in a division. And this idea that the ballroom affects the players, well, it will do if the players are allowed to be given an excuse. Yeah. As long as they get their paychecks, the players are all right. And no one's not paying them, so we need to focus, really, on the here and now, which is probably, I would go, again, I would go for Deitch. But I would have to give Deitch, some, to some extent, what he wants, because he's not just going kind to of come to Everton on the back of a contract that might
2: be doing Everton a favour. But listen... On the Mashiri subject, if you were there and you're Mashiri right now, would you go about it the same way as he's going it? With with some of the board members saying, I'm not too sure about Deitch, not too sure about Deitch, Simon. You're the man with the money, Simon. Would you still go with Deitch? I think that's
3: laughable because I pretty much am 100% sure that he's made all the
2: decisions previously previously himself. No, but would you decision make in the same fashion as Farhad decision makes? He's got the money. You had the money at yes, palace,
3: to some extent. I would take advice, I would listen to people, and I would consult their opinion. I'd make my own decision, and I would so want to do it your for, way. But after six years, in one year, I would take this advice from the wrong kind of people in my first year. And as you get more and more experience and more and more climatized to the industry, your eyes don't betray you, or they shouldn't. Right now, Masuri, six years in, should now need. No real guidance from whether it's Keir or whether it's the ball he's got sat in, in front of him at Everton. And he should be able to know what a good manager looks like for Everton. But he doesn't because he puts people like Benitez in charge. He doesn't because he puts Frank Lampard in, who I've got nothing against. But rolled back the audio this time last year. And I said, this is a very risky appointment with Frank Lampard. I think it's going to fail for yeah, him. Yeah. So with that in mind, you've now got to stabilise his football club and have a root and branch in the summer, when you keep them
2: in the division, okay, Steve, that's what you want to hear, isn't it? As an Evertonian, you want to hear those words keep you in the division, absolutely, Jim. It's just, it's, it's, it's,
5: it's laughable now. And Simon, well said to Stubbsy, you put him right in his place. There's too much negativity around it, around the place for my liking, and I've said this enough. Sam, just be just give me 30 seconds. One quick question could there be a chat? about getting into Everton Football Club. Could there be a way, and there's always a way, Simon, it could there be a way of you getting involved with Everton Football Club?
3: They wouldn't want me. They wouldn't want me. You speak truth to power, they don't like it. They wouldn't want me. I don't, I'm not particularly am Who wouldn't inter- want you? Mashiri couldn't work with me. I wouldn't be listening to Fahid Mashiri And because I'm not the sort of person that pays lip service to something, I go hard or I go home. And that's not something that people like in football. They didn't like it when I was in control of Crystal Palace. The FA didn't like it. The football league didn't like it because I didn't muck about. Now, at the end of the day, I ran out of money and that's the reasons why I don't own Crystal Palace anymore. But the bottom line is, is that working for someone like Mashiri, I would be too strong for him. I know that he's an incredibly successful man, incredibly influential and has made far more money than I'll ever make. But that doesn't mean that in the football world, I'd be
2: too strong for these sort of people. They don't like it. I make them uncomfortable. Are you asking, Steve, because you've heard Simon say he has huge affection for your club?
5: Jim, look, I'm a regular caller to your show. I've been doing this for 30-odd years, as you know. And I've been banging on about getting Simon Joman into our club for a long time. And, you know, and everything he says, and I love him to bits, 99.9% he's always right. But, Simon, can you just just give me 10 seconds? You're right what you're saying, and I said this Saturday night, and it's had over a thousand, over a hundred thousand hits. We need to stop this negativity. There was a supporter there saying we're going to go. We're not going to go down. We, as Everton Football Club, Everton family, have been here so, so many times. If we all stick together, we put away the banners, and we put away the negativity, we're halfway through the season. Don't get the Elsa, because that, that'll break my heart again. Rafa Benitez has already broke it, and he'll break it again. If we get, if we get Sean Dyche in, we get Duncan Ferguson, who I'm regularly talking to him, he'll come back to that club, he'll give the little bit that we need. There's more than just a good manager that needs to be here. We need the people around the club, we need the people on a day-to-day basis to tell these players, you are good players. We're halfway through the season, and if we already rally together as an Never End family... We'll stay in the league. If you get rid of this negativity, please stay positive and back. Sean Dice Machady get Sean Dyche in. Get Duncan Ferguson in and we'll stay up. Don't bring Bielsa. He will not handle that dressing room. Get Sean Dyche in and we'll stay up.
2: Steve, that, that was a bit of passion for it <laughs> was great. We've all woken up this Tuesday morning, have we not? Thanks to Steve, the Everton fan. I think two has just become three in future weeks. It's going to be Jim White, Simon Jordan and Steve, the Aaron yeah, fan. There's the emotion of football. Huh? On, all of topics, yep. on all topics, on all topics, an impassioned plea yep. uh, from Steve to the board of directors to Mashiri at the top of the club. We have just heard, I mean, the country is talking about Steve the Evertonian there who has just joined us live. I mean, our show seems to attract these passionate supporters. And as I said a short time ago, we welcome people like Steve On this show, it's people like you, Steve, that we love to have. Well, emotion drives Join sport, it. doesn't it?
3: Emotion, when you sometimes you stand back from it, and you will think about the emotion of watching 22 fellas kicking a ball around. You sometimes you can't look at it in, in it without saying, Where does all the emotion come from? And yeah. the value of sport is emotivity. Yeah, you know, Steve is very passionate about his football club, and a lot of them are very passionate about it, and they're very disappointed and underwhelmed and feeling a lot of things especially in society right now when everyone's got a lot of doom and gloom being poured out of the television screens about what they're going to do how they can't pay their lecky bills and whatever else and ultimately the one thing that they hang on to is their football club
2: Well, as you would say listen you so I'm going to say it to you now listen you I mean I don't want to lose you from this show obviously but you hear it time and time again I'm going to stop you in your tracks right now you heard what the Evertonians are saying would you consider it look, it's very if silly. you took a call from Ken Wright you took a call from Mishiri would you consider in emotional consider circumstances people- getting involved
3: yes. people you know when people are drowning they hang on to straws don't they and there'll be some people say hang on a second didn't you fail at Crystal Palace so why should someone be shouting at you for, for you to come in a, to do a job look it's very flattering to be spoken of in those terms and, and ultimately I'm a very strong leader and yes of course if Everton wanted to speak to me to get involved with something that they felt I could help them with and of course I would do but I don't see that happening anytime soon when things are broken whether I've broken them myself and they need fixing or they need fixing because someone else is broken that's a skill that I have I I, I am a fixer of problems but necessarily I'm also a creator of them and you know, you've got to work about the yin and the yang they need leadership in that football club and what Alan said that I agreed with was communication now sometimes you can communicate too much sometimes you can communicate through the wrong methodology sometimes you've got to pick your time But leaders lead. And tragically, at this moment in time, from the ballroom to the boot room, they don't seem to have a lot of leadership in there. Could you fix this problem? Well, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, they can fix it themselves. What's the first couple of things you'd do? They can. Fi- well, you start getting a culture inside that football club. where You start talking to people properly. You start trying to make people understand their responsibilities. and You start making people accountable for what they do and don't do in a proper fashion, not just pointing your finger and waving at them and telling them how crap they are. You start dragging people up by their bootstraps to operating at a higher level. Whether it's the guy that mows the lawn or whether it's the cu- guy that scores the winning goal in the 90th minute everyone understands where their place in the food chain is now that's rhetoric and it's and it sounds easy and it sounds you know like it's a straightforward thing to do it's not you've got to put a culture inside any business whether it's a football club or selling fags in the newsagents you've got to have the right people doing the right job otherwise you won't get the right outcomes and that's just about discipline, motivation and and understanding one's responsibilities
2: and Machir is not doing that that's what you're seeing he's
3: an absentee landlord isn't he? what is his motivation for owning the football club? whose money is behind it? what is the objective? why is he listening to the wrong voices? why isn't he at football matches? why hasn't he been there for 15 months? why are you making appointments that are clearly not going to bring you to a situation where the risk reward works? the the risk reward on Benitez it's unfathomable. Benitez is a decent football manager. He takes one step wrong managing Everton, boom, the, fact the crowd are going to be against him. So why take the risk reward analysis on that basis? Why make some of the decisions that you're making? And you know, and and it does make the Everton fans who are highly invested, and there are a group of those fans that are a little bit not on the money that are causing division because it suits them to do so but they can't be happy can they it's their football club if you go up to Merseyside I get the dynamic of it I get how passionate they are yeah and that passion can spill over into negativity so Steve calling to arms and being very emotional about it is good but on the flip side of the argument and I do agree with Alan I do agree that there does need to be some accountability there does need to be a little bit of bloodletting right but maybe not now maybe in the summer maybe when you've got past this ridiculous consistent hurdle but that's First time you've said it.
2: If Ken Wright, I mean, you speak but to they, Bill so I. Right. If, if he got in touch, or Machiri got in touch, it's very flattering. But they won't on an advisory basis, consultancy but, basis. But
3: they won't, Bill. Uh,
2: they won't, Jim. So, with
3: greatest respect in the world, it's a conversation that I'm very flattered that people think that.
2: Your 100% essential download, Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show.